But you know, St. John the Baptist is such a great model mm-hmm. for us to look at when we think about how we can be fully ourselves and be fully extra in a way that really serves a great purpose. Yeah. You know, he, he lived the way he lived because he was called by the Lord to preach the coming of, of Jesus. Well, of course. And and he was on mission and his identity was intimately connected with his mission. So he lived his extra yeah. lifestyle. Well, he was confidence. anointed at birth to do that. And we talk a yes. lot about that even in my own family is what is it that you are anointed to do because you have a special something that God has given you using every little fiber in your being Yeah, to be. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be a star, YouTube mm. or otherwise. It doesn't mean that you're going to be noticed in an extraordinary way. It could be in very, very simple ways. Yeah. Like maybe you are the person whose role it is to cheer up that person who just had a really super bad day. This episode of Beyond Sunday is sponsored by the Pime Missionaries. The Pime Missionaries are Catholic priests and brothers changing lives and sharing the merciful joy of Christ with those who need it most through the Pime Sponsorships at a Distance program. Become a PIME sponsor today and bring lasting change to the life of a child, youth, person living with disabilities, or a seminarian. Learn about the impact that you can have at PIMEUSA.org 52 sponsorships. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm your other co-host, Rocky McCormick. Grab your sandals and bug spray and join us as we talk, laugh, and reminisce about our experiences raising Catholic families and discovering God within our everyday lives. Have we decided that we're not going to cry on this podcast? We have, because we both talk about how we're not criers, so I thought that was maybe not Mm -hmm. genuine. High five. No crying. No crying. There's no crying in baseball. (laughs) Plenty of crying in motherhood, but we'll do it into our pillow. I did not sign up to play baseball on this podcast. No, I never signed up to play baseball ever. (laughs) Podcast or not. I did try to play softball one year Mm. when I was in grad school. Is there photographic evidence of this? There is Mm. somewhere, but it was before social media. So it's in someone's scrapbook somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So enough about baseball, Mm -hmm. but maybe we talk a little bit about food. Oh, right, because we never do that. No, never. (laughs) Food, I can get behind. What is the weirdest food combo that you have ever had? (laughs) One time, I was making a pot roast. This is before I had kids. Okay. Um, And Russ and I were newly married, and I was making a pot roast, and I mistook powdered sugar for flour when I was supposed to be thickening the gravy, and I couldn't figure out why the gravy was not getting thicker. This was like 18 years ago, and my mm-hmm. husband still reminds me of this every time I make a pot roast. They're good like that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll make like a really delicious dinner, and he'll yeah. still be like, hey, remember that one time you put powdered <laughs> sugar in the pot roast? Just to like, you know, bring you back down to earth. Like, can't let me have this candy. And the powdered sugar doesn't end up on his head at that point. No. Awesome. Awesome. Such a loving marriage. I will say my friend in, I don't know if it was junior high or high school, used to mix her popcorn with ice cream. And so like, she made me try that. Like she po- like put popcorn on the ice cream, like a topping? No, like a bowl of popcorn scoops of ice cream mixed together. Mm. So that was interesting. I will say that with caramel corn, it was kind of tasty. Oh, I could see that. I want to say like even when I was pregnant, I don't think I had any strange food combination cravings. Tim might remember something, but I don't. It was a lot of Taco Bell, but nothing like that was an odd combination. Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. So when I was pregnant with my second 
born, I ate so many Sour Patch Kids. Oh I think I burned my tongue. Oh, no. <laughs> Those sneak up on you. Yes, because they're so addictive. And right. then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't taste anything anymore. Huh. Also food related then. Yeah. Have you ever eaten bugs? Um, no. You know, like barbecue flavored crickets, oh. Oh, chocolate no. covered ants. I'm going to go with a big fat no. Although I did bring the kids home a scorpion lollipop when I went to Texas. Um, it was several years ago now. Even though my children tell me I repeatedly go to Texas, it was just the one time, and I brought back a scorpion lollipop, which they did not eat. I bought one of those in Texas, too, and I don't think my kids ate it either. No. no. So I have not intentionally eaten any bugs, mm, okay. insects, or otherwise. I did like Judy Bloom's How to Eat Fried Worms when I was a kid, <laughs> but I didn't try to replicate that either. Um, but unintentionally, did you know, I found out we eat up to two pounds of insects a year. What? Why? Yeah, I know. I think I may never eat Why again. Why would you share that with me? <laughs> that's horrible. Two pounds two is pounds. a lot. That's horrifying. Right? That's horrifying. It is. Over the course of a year, so like in 365.25 days. A year? I thought you meant over my lifetime. Oh. Per year? Per year. Doing the math, that is. <laughs> I'm not going to do the math because then everyone's going to know just how old I am. Well, that is a right, lot of yeah. bug. Rocky. I may never eat again. I mean, we know that's not true. Oh. Yeah, because I've just eaten my son's weight and bugs over the course of my <laughs> lifetime. Thank you. Hmm. Well, on today's episode, as we approach the Feast of St. John the Baptist, I think it could be said that many holy saints, such as he, yeah. were known to eat the occasional insect. Okay, so there's our connection. Yes. We're not just talking about eating bugs because our no, kids are gross. No, his, okay. his feast day is coming on Saturday. It is. And, you know, he St. John I the Baptist him. was known for being eccentric i guess you could say just a bit a little extra you know wearing animal pelts living in the desert wilderness Mm -hmm. surviving on bugs and honey Mm -hmm. locusts in particular yes um yeah i think by all modern standards uh, and the standards of his time too i would call him extra he he is a little extra that that's for sure but like i think we need to examine what does it even mean to be quote-unquote extra Right? Like, maybe he's just super enthusiastic and that's the way God made him. Like, would we be talking about John the Baptist if he wasn't fully John the Baptist? True. And, you know, now that we're fully in summer mode, the kids are home a lot. They're, you know, home a lot. All the time. All the time. In the house that we live in. Yes. Um, But I've been thinking back to my summers as a kid and just the freedom we had to, like, dream and be completely ourselves and to be silly and not be worried about what people thought. And I feel like maybe in this day and age, some of that is disappearing, mm. that I'm seeing kids being more anxious about who they are and how they behave. Because um, nobody it, wants to stick out in right, a bad way. Right. And like, especially once junior high hits. And this was true even back in the day. Like, sure. You're free to be whoever, whatever, you know, to embrace your weird. Yeah. And then junior high hits and you like want to blend in with the paint on the wall. Yes. And so maybe we are just very much in that season right now. Hmm. But I see that even younger and younger. Like, And maybe I've just blocked out those memories from my childhood. Is this one of those moments where you're like, oh, back in my day. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, there were always the kids that made fun of you, but I feel like we were maybe less worried about it constantly. Yeah. And so the summers were like your time to just be Hmm. and to play and to have fun. Um. But especially now with kids just trying to blend in or trying to be the next big thing or that person that they um, really 
look up to. Yes. That's not even the right word. Like they're trying to emulate the stars they sh- see on of YouTube. Of course, Let's be everybody real, wants right? to be like, a YouTube, YouTube star. YouTube star. Yes. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. But it makes me think of. Um, <laughs> I, I do adore Colin Firth, and so in the movie What a Girl Wants, you know, Amanda Bynes, I think, is in that with him, and so there's a, a scene where she continues to try to, like, blend in or to fit in, and one of her friends is like, I don't understand why you always try to fit in when you were born to stand out, mm. right? I don't think it's original to the movie, mm-hmm. but it's just such a interesting thing to think about, especially now that we take a look at John the Baptist. Like, what if he had just tried to blend in with the people of his time? Yeah. Would we have John would the Baptist? Would we even have? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we would, because he would have existed, sure, but like, sure. we wouldn't still be talking about him eating bugs in his honor. Yeah. Don't eat bugs in his honor. No, that's Don't a great that. thought. And yeah. I think I think that we could probably talk about this all day long, mm-hmm. but um, I oh, think... Oh, it's Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss said it first. <laughs> I just looked it up. I think we could talk about it all day long, but I think this is a great time for us to talk about how we encourage our kids, even when they're little, to embrace their extra side. Yeah. You know, um, even when we ourselves might still be feeling a little self-conscious about being extra. I I think I've mentioned this on previous episodes. Like, we definitely have listeners and and maybe us, too, a little bit are like, I am a little extra. And I know that sometimes I need to tone it down. And uh, I don't you know guys can ask about. Ron later about how low my volume on my microphone has to be <laughs> compared to Rocky's. And you can ask how many times I burst into song that does not make it on to the podcast. Because there is a song for everything. <laughs> no, but again, like, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one who takes umbrage with the word extra. As though there's some sort of standard mold that we're all supposed to fit into. Yeah. Right? Like... Are you really just more of a person? You're, you're not. We're all whole people, mm-hmm. just as God made us, uniquely made, fearfully and wonderfully made. If we're going to go back to the psalm for this weekend, which is one of my mashed potato verses. <laughs> but I think part of it is how do we break down the lie that our person on either end of the spectrum is, you know, on one end is extra and on the other end, not enough. Like if we don't fit into this medium mold that we somehow don't fit or there's something wrong with us or we need to tone it down or step it up. Yeah, so first I wanna say that I wear my extra badge with pride. Mm -hmm. I make no apologies for being extra. But is that something that has Um, always been the case? mm, Or is that something you've grown into? You know, that's a good question. I think maybe I did grow into it a little bit. Okay. Um, I don't think I ever felt super pressure Mm. to hide it. Okay. But but I do think that I became more confident in it the older I have become. Um, So that's something we can talk about, too, is that I, I genuinely think that I was able to grow into it with a lot of comfort and with without too much struggle Mm -hmm. because um, I was thankfully brought up in a household that really was focused on like helping me have good Mm self-esteem in a way that was um, positive and rooted in my faith and not just kind of you know trying to emulate something unrealistic like YouTubers, for example. Oh, fair. Um, but, but you know, I think intellectually we know there's no standard mold, right? Right. But, like, realistically we know that there does seem to be some kind of threshold somewhere. Like right. between, and there's always, like, a popular crowd yeah, that like, everyone tries to follow. There's, like, this borderline between, like, getting noticed. Right. Um, either, like, by the way we look or the way we dress or the way we behave. Mm-hmm. Um, or in St. John the Baptist's experience, <laughs> both, you know. 
Um, and I think a lot of our listeners have probably had a moment with their kids where they noticed something was different about themselves or maybe they had someone pointed out to them. And I know that can be really stressful the oh, first yeah. time that happens. I remember yeah. my eight-year-old um, coming home from school one day and having said, um, so-and-so sitting next to me said that my ears stick out and I shouldn't wear my hair in a ponytail. Oh. <laughs> and it's like heartbreaking. Like, come on, man. Really? Yeah, We're eight. I know. Why are, why are we commenting on people's ears, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And I think there is that mix of kids are just observant, and sometimes there's absolutely zero value statement with that. It's just a your your stick. Oh yeah, they're just making an observation. They don't even realize that it's hurtful until you say something. Yeah. Although that you shouldn't wear a ponytail, I guess it's a value statement. (laughs) Yes. But just in general, like I think, especially little ones will just point out physical characteristics or characteristics, personality characteristics. But we place value on them because we've had experiences mm-hmm. that have told us that those things are bad. Yeah. And I think the greatest challenge when I'm talking to my kids is to help them to really own that God has made them very good. Yes. And can they always show their extra all the time? Like there's a time, manner, and place for things such as my singing doesn't make it on the podcast. <laughs> There is a time, manner, and place, but that doesn't mean that we hide who we are yeah. or our personality traits that some people might think is, quote-unquote, too much for them. Like that that conversation I have with one of my, my kids especially is, uh, well, you know what? It doesn't mean that you're too much. It means you're too much for that person. And so that's not the right friend. Right. That's not the right relationship. Yeah, I think that is really key is figuring out how how to embrace it mm-hmm. in a way that you are comfortable with and in yeah. a way that, um, you know, can be received well, especially mm-hmm. if you have an important message you want to share. Right. You know, you know, being receptive to your audience is always, always very helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember once with my middle schooler, he, I cannot even remember what the conversation was about. And he said something and it was just like so off the wall and I was like well that seems excessive right and his response like without escaping me he was like I'm a middle schooler we're excessive by nature that's <laughs> not wrong he, like he, he does have some he was like there. look lady I I know what I am I make no right. apologies you know? so he was very aware of that already and I appreciated that he didn't yeah. feel like he had to apologize for it right yeah I mean still tone it down middle schoolers <laughs> right. come on guys we really. want to appreciate your enthusiasm in a way that doesn't you know leave us exhausted at the end of the day right <laughs> But, you know, St. John the Baptist is such a great model Mm -hmm. for us to look at when we think about how we can be fully ourselves and be fully extra in a way that really serves a great purpose. You know, he he lived the way he lived because he was called by the Lord to preach the coming of of Jesus. Well, of course. And and he was on mission and his identity was intimately connected with his mission. So he lived his extra lifestyle. Well, he was anointed at birth to do that. And we talk a lot about that even in my own family is what is it that you are anointed to do because you have a special something that God has given you using every little fiber in your being to be. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be a star, YouTube or otherwise. It doesn't mean that you're going to be noticed in an extraordinary way. It could be in very, very simple ways. Yeah. Like maybe you are the person whose role it is to cheer up that person who just had a really super bad day. Yeah. And how important that little act is. Right? Like all the Teresas. <laughs> all the all Teresas. All the Teresas talking about, <laughs> you know, we do small things with great love. That there there is no small thing when it is done with great love. And how much God anoints us for mission 
And I think it's hard sometimes to talk to kids about mission because, you know, their mission is just to make it through the day sometimes. <laughs> Isn't that our mission sometimes too? Yes. <laughs> Fair. But But again, like... I think when we talk about like their purpose and why did God create us and that we're supposed to be helping spread his joy, his love, his mercy, his good news, and that it should sound good, not painful. Um, we get into those nuances when they're older, but you know, we've, uh, I have a friend and, and a colleague who always <laughs> tells her kids, you know, be the best you you can be today, make good decisions, and like spread cheer. It's just a beautiful send-off in the morning. Yeah, that's a great way to start the day. Yeah. And so I think sometimes those affirmations can seem hokey, but I think when they're done well, they give us a script for our children and for ourselves too, right? Like when somebody comes at us and is your two X, Y, Z, but if we get built up for that, we have a script that reminds us, nope, God has made me that way for a purpose. You know, I oldest and I were having a conversation about confidence because she point blank was like mom how are you so confident and <laughs> honestly like I had to step out of the room so I could laugh <laughs> and maybe like call that. you or Tara and be like she thinks I'm confident <laughs> do you guys want to talk to her <laughs> but but truly you know talking to her about how sometimes it's just a repetitive motion that in the moment we might not feel confident but the more we practice resting in the truth of who we are, and that's where those mashed potatoes versus mashed potato verses come up. Um, I don't know if have I explained mashed potato verse before. Yes, you have your comfort verses. Yes, okay. Kind of like comfort food, but we're not talking about food. <laughs> uh, but again, like the psalm today, you know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. If we can rest in that, even when we feel a little not then we begin to have this other voice in our head that repairs whatever damage might be done by somebody who laughs at our little bit of extra or a little bit of weirdness. And I also tell her everybody's weird. Every yeah. single person is weird. I think the challenge comes in when they start to really want to assert their own identity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we try, we all try our hardest to root their identity in in their relationship with Jesus. Of course, that's what we want for all of us. Right. Um, and so like when they try to assert who they're going to be mm-hmm. um, in this bigger picture, sometimes they lose focus mm-hmm. on that. So yes, having that that verse that you go back to or having that truth that you rest in is really helpful to kind of remind them that they're still part of that bigger family. Right. And you know, maybe having a family cheer that mom chants when things get tough Okay, well, that might be a little extra. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> but it's also fun. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. But truly, like, I think part of our job is really to pour those words into them. Yeah. You know, there's at no point would St. John the Baptist have been told to tone it down. Sure. By his family. Because sure. they knew that he was anointed from birth. He was the first to leap at the presence of Jesus. Mm. That's a good point. So, so, but with little people, mm-hmm. I think we could go super simple. Absolutely. And we could talk about that basic purpose of what we're doing. You know, we could talk about mission in a very simple way. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're going to the grocery store. It's 90 degrees out. <laughs> Do your snow boots help us with the mission of getting groceries? Mm. Will you be able to effectively assist with the mission 
yeah. while wearing them. Sure. And quite honestly, in most cases like this, the answer is still yes. Yeah. Um, and since the snow boots aren't hindering the mission, you know, I just let the boots stay. Right. But <laughs> an example on the other side of this could be, you know, really any practice related to safety, like sure. wearing your seatbelt. Um, holding hands when we're crossing the street. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are lots of other examples where like, yeah, no, we're probably going to go ahead and do those things because they are directly related to the safety of the mission. Right. Or if we're talking about slightly older children, even in a group setting, that they can't always draw attention to themselves. Like that yeah. doesn't function in a group setting. So while, yes, you are uniquely and individually wonderful, that we also have to figure out how we function within a larger group. Yeah. Um, right now, it's because I have a tween. It's how do they dress on dress down days? Oh yes. And so I am now in May. It's taken a full school year to just like, okay, does it fit with the code? Yes. Do I think sometimes it looks ridiculous? Also yes. <laughs> do most of them look ridiculous to me? Yes. Also yes. <laughs> right. And, and you know, it's just a generational thing at this point. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just old. Um, But it's good to have those conversations, I think, in these basic situations because it does help build the vocabulary and the muscles to Mm -hmm. be able to exercise these types of thoughts with much bigger ideas. It does. And also, I think it is a dying to self for us as parents. Of course. Because so what if somebody thinks our kid's a little weird? Yeah. It's not a reflection on us. Yeah. They are learning who they are in this crazy, big, wonderful, awful world. And they're going to make their mark, and they have to figure out how to do that, again, in the way that God has made them to do it. And that is not a reflection on us just because they're wearing snow boots when it's 90 degrees or look a little bit silly in whatever outfit they have chosen for the day. And that's a good model for them to see, too, is that what they're doing doesn't affect my identity. I am still their mother, and I still love them. I feel like this is a recurring theme in our conversations. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Because that's so, um, it's so prevalent in parenting, I think, across generations where yeah. we definitely, we always want to say that our kids are a reflection of us. And in some ways they are. Well, I mean, sure. But it's very difficult for us to kind of separate what we think the expectation yeah, should be from the way we think people are perceiving us. Yeah based on like outward appearances, you know, based on behavior, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that once we can kind of step over that and come from a place of confidence, then we're better at giving them that script too. Oh, for sure. To find like the gift, the gift in their little bit of weirdness. Yeah. And, you know, as we're kind of like wrapping up here, I I definitely want to say a word to those parents out there who are listening moms and dads if you are the person in your home who feels a little extra (laughs) if you've ever been told that Mm -hmm. i really want to encourage you um because there are times yes where we need to tone it down in the real world okay fine like my microphone volume um but i want to encourage you to take that to prayer because I think the Lord is probably asking you to use that extraness yeah. somewhere really important to lift up, to, to build up the kingdom. And and he has a space for you to do that. So don't ever feel like you always have to be toned down because there's probably a time and space where he really needs that from you. Absolutely. And I would pray in a very specific way for him to reveal to you how that little bit of extra is a gift. Yes. And to be able to start shifting your mind frame to seeing yours and your children's little quirks as a gift. Because, I'm sorry, I certainly hope that there are people in our lives who can see the beauty of our 
enthusiasm, our ability to burst into song and dance at any moment, our loud voices, our affection, you know, and to cherish that gift of joy and love that it brings to the world. So many of our saints were extra. Yes. And so we're in good company, I think. Amen. Amen. Well, that's our challenge for you this week. As we're approaching this feast of St. John the Baptist, we want you to embrace the extraness in your life, be it in your children or in yourselves, in your spouses. Amen. Thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. We hope you find a chance to cherish how fearfully and wonderfully you and your families are made this week. Though I do not suggest eating any bugs in celebration. <laughs> Unless you really want to. You can find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of Beyond Sunday has been sponsored by the Pime Missionaries. The Pime Missionaries are Catholic priests and brothers changing lives and sharing the merciful joy of Christ with those who need it most through the Pime Sponsorships at a Distance program. Become a Pime sponsor today and bring lasting change to the life of a child, youth, person living with disabilities, or a seminarian. Learn about the impact that you can have at pimeusa.org slash 52 sponsorships.